most people, you know, they watch porn because of something that happened in their past. Some people watch basically because of low self-esteem. They feel this is the only way for them to get satisfaction because they are not attractive enough, you know, to get into a relationship. Then we also have men uh, that say they are saving themselves, but they watch porn and masturbate. If you are saving yourself, you can't be satisfying yourself. What happens when you find that woman and she doesn't do what that lady on the screen does? Huh? Then you have women that watch porn and constantly experiment with toys. Then you get mad when you find a man and he doesn't give you the satisfaction that that bullet gave you. Yeesh. Yes, uh, we're going in today on this final episode. Let's go! Welcome to the Life Structure with Eric podcast. I am your host, Eric. Uh, decided to do something different today. Decided to do an on location because this topic is going to hit home for a lot of people. And uh, besides, this is the last, the final episode for this year, the final episode. So I definitely wanted to do something different and bring a, a powerful topic to you guys. So we're going to be talking about the hidden addiction of porn. Yes. You heard it, the hidden addiction of porn. Don't forget on Life Structure with Eric, we talk about a lot of stuff that, you know, a lot of topics that some people would not touch on. They just feel like it's uncomfortable, but this is something that needs to be talked about. So, um, hey, we bringing it in today. So I have my good friend and brother, Mike Brown, with me today. And uh, yeah, we're going to be just talking about that hidden addiction of porn. So, yeah, take the time right now. Hit that share button. You know, be sure to comment because uh, this is going to be a good one. And we would love to have your feedback on this. Yes. How's it going today, brother? Going good, brother. Man, I was really, really, really excited when you uh, first shared that Bible study plan with me uh, about pornography. And it's a great Bible study app uh, plan on the, on the Holy Bible app. And this particular topic right here is something that I'm extremely, extremely passionate about yeah. and, and talking, talking honestly about, you know, because we don't hear, I would say the honest conversation, say in church, in a building, right. um, the way I think that we should be talking about this thing, because this is one of the things that is not discussed openly in a, in say a pulpit section right. uh, setting right. that it's literally destroying individuals destroying destroying marriages mm -hmm. relationships mm -hmm. relationship with kids so i'm excited to talk about this brother and thank you for just having the courage to do it to talk about it yes sir yes sir so uh yeah we're not gonna mm -hmm. keep them waiting we're just gonna kind of <laughs> jump right into it let's do it you now. know um one of the things that i i was reading the other day and i never looked at it that way is uh how you can get away with watching porn for so long, you know, because it's one of those things that, you know, if you don't come clean with yourself, it can go on and on and on. Uh, <laughs> and one of the things that stood out to me is said a drug addict has to have money to go out and buy their drugs. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, 
a food addict has to have money to go out and buy their food. But porn is right in the palm of your hand and it's free. It's free. And all you got to do is go in your room and shut the door and just type in what you want and just binge watch. And when you say type in what you want, I remember specifically going and typing in vagina. Right. And pictures right. of vagina will pop up. Yeah. And you've got literally a list of yeah. pictures. Even in Google. Google. In Google. Not even, what, yeah. Not even the porn site. Yeah. I'm Google. talking about through Google. Yeah. And then through Google, there were links to free sites. Right. You know, right. you get a little clip, a little video clip. And remember playing that clip over and over and over again for free. Right. Like you said, not right. having to go and buy drugs. Not, I, I, I didn't need any money. Right. But I would play it over and over and over again. That's why so many people get away, you know, and you think nothing is wrong with it. It's yeah. like, I'm not spending no money. Not hurting I'm in anybody. my own bedroom, minding my own business. I'm not hurting <laughs> nobody. Yeah. I want to share a scripture, uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 18. In the King James Version, it says, Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body. But he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. And when I used to watch pornography or masturbate in private, I thought that I wasn't hurting anybody. But this scripture here is basically telling me that I'm hurting myself, not knowing. So how many men right now today are literally masturbating every single day, sometimes multiple times throughout the day and think that they're not hurting anyone at all? but you're hurting yourself. Number one, how I was hurting myself, sin separates me from God. And I didn't realize that at the time, but the more and more and more I did that, the further and further I got away from really forming a relationship with the Lord in secret. So again, people, you're hurting yourself. You're hurting yourself by doing this privately, thinking that you're not hurting anyone else, but you're really doing damage to yourself yeah that was good that was good and that's that's i think that's one of the things people don't realize you know you're hurting yourself and you know you and i we talk about it a lot you know i'm in a place in life that i look at everything that i do man because i want to be pleasing to the man upstairs hmm. and <laughs> he's not pleased with seeing me you know in the room closed door, you know, masturbating, you know, he's not clean. I'm a married man. He's not, he's not pleased with seeing me with my phone looking at other women, you know, and for me, you know, and I'm sure it's a lot of other, uh, former, former addicts, yeah. people that carry the stronghold of addiction. When you got clean, you eventually turn to porn, mm -hmm. you know, and is it was almost like trading one addiction for another. Yeah. And before you know it, you know, you was addicted to porn. And it was, it, you know, it, it took a while for me to realize, dude, you traded one addiction for another. For another one. And this right here is, it's, it's not clean at all, you know, and it's not pleasing to God's to eye, God. <laughs> you know. And what would your wife say if she came in and saw you. What would she say if she walked in on you, looking at another woman, you right. know, and there's some men that have tried to convince their wives that it's okay, watch it with me. Right. You know, watch right. it with me. 
yeah. it, you know, it, it, it can make our bedroom, you know, better. It can make the sex better. Yeah. But then yeah. your wife finds herself trying to compete against that woman that's on the screen that right. you're looking at. Or the yeah. other way around, I'm finding yeah. myself trying to compete against a man who's ding dong is probably, right. you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I may not verbally say that to my wife, you know, but it's definitely in my mind. And you think about a woman who may not be as in shape as that woman on that screen right there. Yeah. What yeah. are you doing to your wife? Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And. You know, mm. I, I seen Pastor uh, Jeremy Flowers the other week and he talked and I was like, whoa, he said, you know, a lot of times it's it's married people that bring porn into the marriage. Mm. And he says, before you know it, you go from making love to your wife or to your husband and it goes into instead of being compassionate and making love yeah. before you know it you know these are the words he used he said you're treating your wife like she's a toilet and you're the plunger <laughs> because you're doing stuff that you see on these these this, this film you know and before you know it you know you're treating your spouse like they're a piece of trash because that's what these people are yeah. you know and that's not that's that's not part of marriage. No. It's not part of marriage. And that's God's daughter. I mean, the best way I can put it for me, one reason why I've never been to a strip club, um, but never been to a strip club and took pride in that, but I was still watching porn right. every single day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But one of the reasons why I did not go to a strip club because that was I saw that as God's daughter on that stage. Yeah. Yes, there's another man's, and maybe she's there by choice. Obviously, she's there by choice, you know, but still, that's God's daughter. Would God be pleased with me going there, putting a dollar bill on her, or paying for her private dance? No, God would not be pleased with that. Even though the world says it's okay, the enemy through this world says it's okay, but God would not be pleased with me in that strip club watching that 18-year-old, some underage, 17 years old, you know, 16 years old, depending on how their body looks. Um, but me, would God be okay with me in that strip club, day in, day out, buying drinks, paying for mm. private lap dances. And then when I leave there, them thoughts are not going anywhere. Nowhere. I'm going back home. I'm going straight back to my bedroom or straight back to my closet, straight to the bathroom. And I'm doing the same thing over and over and over again. Mm. And again, I didn't see it as I wanted to please God. That he wasn't pleased with what I was doing. The world says it's okay. Right. My ex-wife told me that it was okay. Right. She sent me porn and told me that I should look at it. She got the old DVDs and brought them in and said, let's watch this together. So it came a point where, a time where I didn't want to, if she and I were getting into it at odds with each other, mm -hmm. hey, the phone was right there. And then it got yeah. to a point to where we kept arguing. The phone was always there. Right. Yeah. Phone ain't going to argue back at you. Well, going to tell me no, no put me down, turn me off. Right. Not at all. And I do believe that men have the power. We have the power. God has given us the power, the authority. I thought I have two heads. I have this head here. I have this head down here. For a long time, this head down here controlled this up here. Yeah. But I'm saying right now, verbally, to anybody who's watching this right now, that this up here can overpower. It can control. Before I pick something up, up here in my mind, I have to think about it first. Before I grab my phone and turn that phone on, I have to think about it first. And I can control whether I turn the phone on or off. 
And I, I do believe that for me, when I came to a place in my life where I wanted to please God more than another human being, or I wanted to please God more than I wanted to please myself, I could stop. <laughs> yeah. In the last seven years, I can say this honestly, I have masturbated once. <laughs> wow. And the time that I did do it, I did not have to do it. I don't know at the time if my wife and I were mad at each other or if I was just doing it because it was on my mind, but I did not have to do it. And the reason why I stopped and never did it again, not because of my wife. Yes, I don't want to offend her, but I did not want to offend God. I didn't want to offend God. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that because of that, we're here talking about this right now. I can share with other men and women as well, too, because women battle with this also, that you can control this thing. You can. You can beat it. Don't beat yourself up. Don't think that because I've been lost in this thing that there is no hope for me. That's a lie. That's a lie. I'm a man that was in it, divorced three times. God has forgiven me for all of my sin, my adultery, my fornication, my watching porn. He has forgiven me for that for a reason. And reason why I was saying Genesis 50 and 20. As for you, the enemy, he meant those things for evil to cause me to get a divorce, to be at odds with my wife. Um, but God meant those things for good. And I believe that one of the good things that God meant it for is for us to be sitting here right now talking about it, encouraging someone else to let them know that you can beat this thing. You can. You know, and it's crazy because, you know, uh, you and I, Mike, we was reading um, this um this um, plan in the Bible app, you know, that talks about porn, the hidden addiction. Mm. And um, a lot of people may not look at it that way because, first of all, most people are not going to admit that they have a, a problem watching porn. But it's the same as an addiction to drugs. And I think the reason why so many continue on for years and years and years, you know, as a drug addict, you go into the rooms of Narcotics Anonymous and, you know, if you slip up and you relapse, you go back in the room, you pick up that white chip. You say, hey, I relapsed. I used again. And, you know, but first of all, your pride has to let you be a, be strong enough to go in and admit that you fail. But when you're trying to clean up from porn and, you know, you, you go for two, three weeks, a month, two months and you don't watch it. And then you slip up and you watch it. Nobody knows but you. Well, nobody knows but you and God, you know, but you look at it when nobody knows as I slipped up. So you just like, well, one more time, is it going to hurt? You know, um, no, some, you know, things not going your way. You're bored or whatever. You just go and do it. But it's OK. It's OK. But you need to admit to somebody. And believe it or not, they have rooms. They have meetings that you can go to for your addiction, but you need somebody to hold you accountable. You need somebody to hold you accountable because this is something that's, for, I'm, I'm, I'm here to tell you, it's larger than fighting a drug addiction mm. because you feel like nobody knows what you're doing. That's why you need somebody to hold you accountable to help you fight through, you know, that urge to want to go and just sit back and binge watch. You have to. And to add to what you were saying, E, about having an accountability partner, I remember as clear as day as if it were yesterday, this was about 
eight, nine years ago, um, Brother McRoyal. I woke up one morning about two, three o'clock in the morning, man. This is when I was really going through it, having an affair with someone. My divorce wasn't over. And I remember getting on my knees and praying and hearing the voice of the Lord tell me specifically to give up sex. Hmm. And that meant give up sex, no intercourse with anyone, give up masturbation, give up pornography. And I went straight to work that day, went to work, saw my boy over at C3. I remember exactly what gate he was at too. And I told him that I was done. He said, done with what? So I'm done with sex. And his word to me was that, number one, God honors what you're saying. He said, but beware, because you've confessed it out of your mouth, mm. the enemy is going to come for, for, for you. I didn't take it serious at all, you know, but the enemy definitely started to come at me strongly through women. And all they wanted was sex. Yeah. And yeah. My, I was very clear with my intentions. We're going back to what I confessed to him that day at, at Gate C3. He asked me on the, on the, on the lines of uh, accountability. He asked me, do you need support? I said, what do you mean? He said, well, listen, I'll talk to my wife. And if my wife is willing to uh, abstain from sex, to mm -hmm. fast from sex for a time, wow. to support you, I'll yeah. do that. Where do you find that type of Nobody. support from? Wow. <laughs> and I was so moved by him willing to, the sex we talking about with yeah, your yeah. wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was so moved by him being willing to do that for me. I said, bro, I thank you for that. I said, but just pray for me. I got this. Mm. Pray for me. Yeah. And fast forward the first month or two, it was tough. I would talk about it with him from time to time. Uh, he would see different women that approach me or me approaching them right, and have conversation right, right. with them. Yeah. And, but the enemy was coming at me so clearly. And each one of these women that came across as being very, very nice, very, very kind, very, very polite, you know, I'm out serving the homeless. They want to volunteer with me, which that touched mm. me right there as well, too. And each and every single one of them said they believed in God until it came down time for sex. Even had a conversation with one, had the Bible with me one day. And I asked her, what do you think about the Bible? The one asked her if she believed she said yes. I said, what do you think about the Bible when it says not to have sex before marriage? And she told me her exact words to me is that we interpret it differently. I said, how do we interpret it differently when it clearly says not to do it? Right. But I have my answer right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, going back to the accountability partner, even though I gave into that temptation before, prior to that conversation with this particular female here, I gave into the temptation. But I had convicted, repented because of my boy who was my account accountability partner. He had me one day. He said, man, the Holy Spirit told me to tell you to go to her and apologize. Own up to what you did. Mm -hmm. I owned up to what I did. And man, when I admitted to her that I had made a mistake, when I had made a mistake and that I apologized for my mistake in it, you know, that I didn't want to be in her bedroom again. I wanted to get to know her. Oh, she got upset at me. I thought that she would have respected a man coming to her and say, hey, I want to get to know you. I want to know your heart before getting in bed with you again. Right. right. But instead of her being happy and it touching her heart, she got upset. She got angry. So again, I had wow. my accountability partner there to talk to about these things, you know, to tell me that, hey, man, you're doing the right thing. But of course, the enemies in my head, you mean to tell me you're going to give up free sex? You're yeah. going to give it up? Right, right. But thank God I had someone there with me to encourage me to say, hey, man, you're doing the right thing.
don't give in to the demands of the enemy through this particular woman mm -hmm. here. You care for mm -hmm. her. You love her enough to say, you know what? I don't want to do this. But still, she is open to still having sex with you. Yeah. Knowing yeah. that it's against the will of God. Knowing that you're telling her that, hey, I want to get closer to God. But again, man, as far as having an accountability partner, they're set aside the shame. Right. Set aside the pride. Set aside the guilt. And us older men, you know, 30, 40, 50 years old, 60 years old, 70 mm -hmm. years old, mm -hmm. who are still battling with this thing. It's okay to talk to someone. Right. The Bible clearly yeah. says to confess your sins, your struggles, your faults, one to the other. Pray for each other that you may be healed. And one of the scriptures that I love is when God is telling us to confess our sins, you know, our struggles, one to the other, and to pray for each other that you may be healed. You know, so for men and women that are walking around in shame and guilt, you know, that's opposite of what the word is telling us. Number one, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Mm. God is telling us to confess to each other for a reason. The healing, um, letting someone else know that, hey, I'm not by myself, that I'm struggling with this thing as well, too. So what we're doing right now, we're saying to the world, whoever's watching this, that we have battled with this thing before, you know, and we have had to confess it. Like my brother said earlier about drug addicts, you have to confess what you're going through. You have to verbally say that to someone. And but we, it's, it, it, it makes a huge difference to have someone there with you that you can talk openly and honestly about what you're struggling with number one and let you know that you're by yourself you're not by yourself if i didn't have my brother mike mcgrill in my life at the time he was the only man that i could openly talk to about my struggles and my battles and what i was going through with no type of judgment he shared with me some of his struggles current struggles and past struggles that let me know number one that i'm not by myself there is no reason to feel any type of shame or guilt because I'm talking to another man who's been through what I've gone through mm. or currently going through some things that I'm going through. And so we could encourage each other. We can hold each other accountable. You know, if I was about to fall down, I can call him late at night and say, hey, man, pray for me. And I had to physically get up and pick up that phone and call, send a text message, you know, set aside the pride and call, reach out. And so you're not going to beat this thing by yourself. You're not going to beat this thing by yourself. You've got to open up because, again, you beating this thing is not just for you. It's so much bigger than you. This is about literally millions of other people out there right now who are battling with this thing that we're talking about, men and women. Yeah, you know, and another thing, you know, growing up, you know, growing up, I, our parents didn't talk to us about sex, man. <laughs> you know, it was, you know, but it was different. You know, we experimented, but it was different, you know, because it was basically, you know, look up under your big brother or your uncle's mattress and you found that Playboy or Penthouse magazine and you just, but I mean, it wasn't a lot of detail in that because those were considered the clean magazines. But, uh, you know, uh, your creative mind pretty much told you to rest and we just kind of experimented. But, you know, now, you know, as you stated earlier, you know, you can Google stuff, man. And these kids are just learning, you know, all of the wrong stuff uh, early in life. Um, peer pressure, you know, you know, you got videos that all you do mm. is share and send it to your mobile device and they look at it and then they send it to somebody else. And of course, they're going to want to try this yeah. stuff, you know, and you got the little girl that she's never even had you know sex before 
but it looks you know it looks like it can be something you know yeah. exciting to her or you got the guy that maybe vice versa the girl sent it to them hmm. and he's like well she's going to think I'm a softy if I don't try this you know and before you know it you know you having sex for all the wrong reasons but not only that once somebody send you those these 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 links that you're not aware of yeah. that's a, a opening door for you to walk through that you can get addicted yeah. to porn. Just and the kids don't know that the door they're walking into, they could possibly be addicted to something. Right. You yeah. know, I remember my daughter saying to me one day that everyone in school is having sex now. It's the thing, you know? So like you said, the peer pressure. Yeah. And yeah. I, I know a lot of parents who are saying to their, to their kids, especially to the boys, you know, <laughs> a lot of the men encourage their boys to go out and see how many girls they can get, you know? Yeah. And but how many parents today are saying to their kids, you know, yes, not hypocritical, uh, hypocritically saying, that, hey, I've never done this before, mm -hmm. but saying openly to their children, I've watched porn before. You know, yes, it did feel good, but it opened up doors, like you said, to a lot of sin, you know, that I I couldn't handle, you know. Right. And how many parents are telling their kids today, you know, to abstain, you yeah. know, to save yourself yeah. right. until marriage, you know, mm -hmm. to take care of yourself. You know, to have a relationship with the Lord, you know, and not just saying it to them, but trying to exemplify that in front of them, you know. So I vow, both me and my wife, to be honest with our kids, yeah. you know, about what we've done in the past and hoping that what Scripture says, you know, train up a child in the way that he or she should go so that when they're old, they won't depart from it. Right. Because they're going yeah. to, if they haven't already experienced these things yet, now, today, it's coming. Mm-hmm. And mm -hmm. I would venture to say that a lot of our kids have experienced it. We were in the library about four years ago. And my son on the way while walking out of the library, he says to me, Dad, while I was on the computer, uh, something uh, 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 popped up. And he didn't want to say what it was. And I just said, pornography? He said, yes. He nodded his head and said, yes. I said, thank you, son, for being open and honest right. and telling me. Yeah. And like I said, this was four years ago. Now he's a big, big, big boy now, mm -hmm. six, seven. You know, mm -hmm. I know with all the girls that he sees at school today, and what they have on, how they dress, and how they like him, and how they flirt with him, you know, that the temptation is definitely there for our kids. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And that temptation is there for them. Us as grown men, we can attest to this, especially right. in the industry that we work in. Yeah. We get women coming at us the way that little girls come at our boys in school. Right. And right. there are grown men who give into that temptation the same way that my son mm -hmm. might. I pray that he doesn't give into the right. temptation. Right. So this thing is for the young, the old, the middle. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and it's, it's one of the things, man, that a lot of parents may not do. But, you know, check your kids' uh, mobile devices. Check their tablets. Check their laptop. You know, you have the power to put that parental lock on it where it's certain stuff that they can't access. You know, it's okay mm. to do that. You know, if you want, if you want the best for your children, that's what you need to do. But yeah, Mike, this has been a great discussion, man. Very, yes. very good discussion. And I pray that this will um, fall into the ears and eyes of those that really, really need it. Mm. You know, those that think it's okay, you know, to watch porn. Those, you know, I don't care you're single and you feel, well, I'm not bothering nobody hey this message 
this discussion, I know it really shed a new light on the way that you are viewing porn. I know it did because this uh, Bible plan that Mike and I, we teamed up and challenged each other to read. It definitely shed a new light with us. So I know it did the same for you. Mm -hmm. So, um, yes, it's been a great discussion. Thank you for tapping in and watching. Man, we could do this thing all day, but it's getting cold out here. It's Man, it's cold. Arizona, but it's I guess it's that time of year. It's a little cold. So, um, yeah, I would love to go on, but um, the sun has gone down, and you're really feeling that cool air right oh, now. Yeah. So, um, once again, thank you guys for tapping in and uh, listening to this discussion. Yeah, e, before we go, man, um, I would love to end, if we can, in prayer. Definitely, and definitely. There's a scripture that I read. It says that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. And that effectual, that sincere, genuine from the heart prayer of the righteous. And we as believers, we are the righteousness of Christ, that our prayers avail. I believe they're going to do everything that, that it's set out to do. So just want to end this in prayer again to just be very um, just to encourage people, just to encourage people. And when we pray, God hears us. So. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, as we come to you in prayer, Father, we thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for my brother. I thank you for my brother having the courage, Father, to start uh, his podcast, the books that he's written, dear God, and just, just wanting to have putting it on his heart, Lord, to encourage people, period, Lord. But this one thing that we're talking about today, this one topic about pornography, God, is one thing that is really, it has destroyed individuals' lives, um, couples, marriages, children's lives of God. I thank you, Lord, that what we're saying right now, that these seeds that are being planted, that is falling, Lord, are on good ground, on ground, Lord, that's, that's open, on ground that is willing and wanting to grow, that is falling not on deaf ears, God, but people who are listening very clearly, Lord, and that need and want help. I pray, Lord, that this is encouraging someone to let them know that they can defeat this thing. That is letting someone know that they're not by themselves, Father. That is letting someone know and it is encouraging someone to reach out for help. To find that person that would hold them accountable and that would help them to walk this thing out, God. Because I believe in my heart, the same way that you place individuals in my life to help me and my brother Eric to overcome this thing, Father. That you will do the same thing for the individuals that are listening right now, Lord. So, God, I thank you and I bind you up, devil, in the name of Jesus. Give my brothers and sisters, children as well, to give them room to breathe, to think clearly. I pray that people can see you, God, in this conversation, that they can hear you in this conversation, Lord. And again, Lord, if they're open, if they're willing, if they're hungry and thirsty to be free from this thing, God, that they can do all things through Christ who strengthens them, Lord. The same way, again, that you did it for me and for my brother Eric, God, and for millions of others who have battled this thing and have conquered it, that they can do the same thing as well, too. So, Father, we thank you for this day, and we ask all of these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Hmm.